Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. look at Ecclesiastes the third chapter and then also it's going to be James 1 and 4 it says there is a season to everything there is a season a time to every purpose under the heaven James 1 and 4 says but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If you allow me to read that same verse, James 1 and 4, from the Amplified, it reads this way. And let endurance have its perfect result and do thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. Eternal God, we are grateful again for an opportunity to be here one more time. I feel, Lord, in these last days that we have experienced, we find now, Lord, even more to be grateful and thankful that we're in the land of the living, that we're on this side of the grave that we're still able to lift up holy hands, hallelujah, and lift our voices unto you, God, and give you, Lord, the praise that you're deserving of. Now, Lord, today I pray that this word will meet everyone right where they are. I pray from, Lord, the person-in-person -person services that we're having to, Lord, the platforms that you've graced us to have, that this word will, Lord, convict, convince and convert and Lord as always please I need thine anointing your anointing that will destroy every yoke and fetter we ask you Lord right now if there's anyone in here that's never been born again that are listening Lord on YouTube and Facebook live and anchor Lord let them come to know you today in the power and might of your Holy Spirit let them repent of their sins and be born again baptized in Jesus name and that you will fill them with the Holy Ghost. And when all these things are said and done, we'll remember to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Let everyone say in Jesus' name. Jesus. Before you're seated, just allow me to read to you Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. I like to minister to you from the remaining time that I have from this thought, the season of patience. I couldn't help but smile as I looked over the congregation and when I gave that title, the season of patience. Uh, that word 
as we look at it in this text, as we look at it from what I'd like to pull together. If you notice, I did not read the whole uh, in Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. If you read from Ecclesiastes 1 through about 11, uh, Solomon, which was a very wise man, uh, the Bible hails him as the wisest man that walked the face of the earth. This man wrote these words, that there is a season for everything. And, and how I know he, he really understood what he was writing when he, when he said that to us, he not only said that there's a season and a time and a purpose under heaven, then he began to underline what those things were. And I kind of didn't want to really go into all of that, but I think I need to, to make my case here. Solomon is saying there's a season for everything. Time uh, to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pull up that which was planted, a time to kill, a time to break down what was built up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to cast away stones. He began to tell us there's times for everything. So I submit to you, why should there not be a season of patience? Patience is a virtue by which one bears the trials of his life with a resignation to God's will and is therefore associated with hope and other synonyms such as forbearance, restraint, endurance, self-restraint. And we find ourselves in the pages of the Bible. Anybody ever saw, saw yourself in the Bible? <laughs> well, if you hadn't, you hadn't really stu studied it. And see, the Bible was made up of a lot of people just like you and I. So we find ourselves like many other people in the Bible who had to go through their season of patience. The Bible is full of accounts of people waiting on the Lord. They range from the Israelites' 40-year journey through the wilderness to Joseph's waiting patiently through difficult times before he could see his dream come to fruition. We even see Jesus waiting to be crucified at Calvary. Again, for everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under the heavens. Much like the annual seasons of winter, spring, summer, and fall. Our lives has its seasons too. We have to wait to see certain aspects of our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Kids wait to grow up. Adults wait to grow older. People wait for jobs or wait to get married. In many cases, waiting is out of our control. Somebody say, I don't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> waiting is literally out of our control. And in most cases, is undesired. That's right, because you know, and I know, that we want things when we want them. <laughs> we want them when we want them and how we want them. 
We really want things to happen for us immediately. In other words, we live in a society of instant gratification, especially here in America. At the click of a button, you can bring the news from all around the world right on your screen. You can go online and shop. You don't even have to go on Wally World anymore. Just call them. Tell them, I want to pick up an order. And the list goes on and on and on. And all of this is available at our fingertips. Thank God. Somebody say, thank God. <laughs> Thankfully, the Bible has a different perspective when it comes to the idea of patience. Remember, the Bible says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. If you're wondering who said that, he said, saith the Lord. As the Bible makes it clear that patience is waiting without complaint. The Bible also makes it clear that waiting is difficult. Somebody say it's difficult. <laughs> As you read the book of Psalms, there are passages where the psalmist is crying unto the Lord. In Psalm 61 and 1. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than thy. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from thy enemy. He is praying for a change in his situation, turning his dark season into something brighter. David used prayer to express his grievance. Mm-hmm. He uses prayer to express his grievance to God, but never, never allow the situation to cause him to lose sight of God. This is vital, my brothers and sisters, guests and or visitors. It is vital for us as Christians, as believers, when we're going through our go through. Life can prove to be difficult sometimes. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Amen. Even causing despair and provoking the feeling that no one cares. That's when God provides a temporary solution. You want to know what it is? It's called prayer. <laughs> it's something about getting in the presence of God. When you're going through, you're going through. But he's saying, I'm, I, I provide this for you, but it's a temporary solution. Why is it? Because in the end, he will take care of it all. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. My God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. When we choose to give God control instead of wrestling with it ourselves, we begin to mirror the mindset of Jesus who said, not my will, but thy will be done. Let's be real. To develop this virtue that we call patience is not easy, but it definitely is achievable. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Oh, I wish I had me somebody right there agreeing with Philippians 4 and 13. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and will he not do it? 
or have he spoken? And will, it, and will he not make it good? Oh, you ought to agree with Numbers 23 and 19. God's word does not present Christians with opinions, but rather the truth and nothing but the truth. When we consider his truth in all the ways he promises to support Christians, like you and I, we can abandon all doubt and fear. God does not lie. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. When he promises deliverance, he means just that. When he offers us salvation, we can believe him. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40 and 31. The benefit of waiting for God to act on our behalf is that he promises renewal. Uh-huh. If you could just get that in your spirit today, if you learn to wait on him in every situation, he says, I've got renewal waiting for you. We will not be overcome by our circumstances. We will instead become better people in the process. Somebody shout, it's a process. <laughs> Woo, yes, it is. But let patience have her perfect work that it may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You see, we have the propensity in our humanity to want to rush through our trial, rush through our temptations, rush through difficult times. But we've got to learn to let patience Somebody say, I got to learn to wait for patience. <laughs> we got to learn to let patience have her perfect work. You see, patience says, I need you to go through this a little while longer. Patience says, while you're going through this, I got some folk that's looking at you. Patience says that if you let me do it, I'll bring you up and out. So let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect. Brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, newsflash. We're not there yet. Hello. But if we would allow patience to have her perfect work, we would become perfect and entire wanting nothing. Oh, my God. I don't know about you. Well, I want to get to a position in life where I'm not wanting for nothing. I know the first thing probably came to somebody's mind is some dead Benjamins. I ain't even talking about that. No, I'm saying I want to get to the place where I don't have a desire for anything because everything I need, God's got it. He's got everything that we need. For consider that sufferings of this present time are not comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. That's what it says in Romans 8 and 18. And all of our past, present, and future afflictions serve to make us into people more like Jesus. And no matter how critical our situation, 
the glory that comes later. Somebody say later. First, there is the test, and then there's the reward. You can't have a reward without a test. Let me just say it like this. Some people don't realize a testimony can only be acquired through test. That's why the prefix is testimony. If you don't have a testimony, you can't offer me anything. If you haven't been through it, how are you going to tell me how to go through it? That's why it is a test of your fortitude, the test of your endurance, the test of your faithfulness, the test of your believing God. There won't have to be in your life and my life a pause when we go through if we learn to let patience have a perfect way. There we won't have to suffer anymore. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. That's in Lamentations 3 and 25. Did you know that God appreciates the person that has a patient mindset? Those who understand that they are walking in their season of patience. Those are the individuals listening to his word when he commands us to wait on the Lord and be of good courage and the Lord shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms 27 and 14. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Sometimes temptation leads us to want to solve our own problems. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Let me ask the question. How's it working out for you? <laughs> After you said, God, wait a minute, I can handle this. I can take care of this thing. Well, how's it working out for you? Because, see, if we listen to temptation, temptation will lead us to say, you know what? You can solve this problem yourself. And sometimes, you know what God wants us to do? He wants us to exercise our free will. <laughs> In other words, he allows you to bump your head because you're going to bump your head now. When you try to do what God does. But he's, he's saying, go ahead, I, I want you to exercise your free will. But nevertheless, there are many things in life we cannot control. And thus, many times we have to lean on God's course of action rather than our own. Wait for the Lord and keep his way and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. In Psalms 37 34. Waiting is difficult. I'm not trying to glaze over the fact that waiting is difficult. Especially when you feel that you need it now. <laughs> Excuse me. Lord, forgive me. I, you know, sometimes it, it just don't pay to watch all these stupid commercials, but there is a commercial where the man is talking about he needs his money and I need it now. And, and sometimes we feel like 
I need it right now. Whatever it is in that situation, it was money. But, but we got to learn to wait. But waiting is difficult. But God's word has the ability to grant peace while we do so. Humble yourself. Hello. I, I know we sometimes don't like to humble ourselves. No problem. When you don't humble yourself, guess what? God will humble you. Oh, yes, he will. He'll allow situations, circumstances to come into your life to where you will have to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And then he said, I'll lift you up. You've got to learn to humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, watch this and wait for it, at the proper time. See, I'm talking about the season of patience. The, the proper time hadn't come yet, but you're trying to rush things. But if we get to the place where we hearken unto God. We, we're under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. First Peter 5 and 6. People seeking to manage their own lives without God's help don't allow for him to offer love, care, and wisdom. If we are to receive God's aid, anybody want God's aid in your situation right now? Well, I thought I had more than that. Does anybody want to receive God's aid in your situation? Well, if so, we first need to humble ourselves. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Matthew 6 and 34. Therefore, we are assured that God is in control of each and every day. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. How do we wait for it? Amen. Hope requires that we look happily toward the future, toward good possibilities. An impatient and doubtful mindset leads itself to negative possibilities. That's why it's so important, my brothers and sisters, guests and or visitors. It's so important to remember in our season of patience to rejoice in hope. Patient in tribulation and continuing instant in prayer. I need to go back over that. I thought I was going to get me some amens on that. If we recognize when our season of patience is upon us, we have to rejoice in hope. Mm-hmm. Rejoice in hope. You may not see it, but hope is on the horizon. Patient and tribulation. Listen, if we don't learn the art of patience when we're going through something, it just takes you that long, much longer to go through it. And then it says continuing instant in prayer listen it's redundant pastor you said that again and you're saying it again and I'm gonna keep on saying it until Jesus comes back you need a prayer life you need a prayer life you need to be that one that God can depend on to get up whenever that time is some of you have early prayer 
Some of you had late prayer. Some of you have noonday prayer. I don't care when you pray, but as long as you pray, because if you don't pray, you won't stay. It'll be easy to slip into darkness. It'll be easy to pick back the things in the world that you let go of at one time. Continuing instant in prayer. Romans 12 and 12 says that. Suffering cannot be avoided. Somebody say we can't get around it. <laughs> it is no shortcuts. It cannot be avoided. It's inevitable. Suffering cannot be avoided in this life for any Christians. Preachers go through, deacons go through, evangelists go through, Sunday school teachers go and I can keep on going until I get to the pew sitter. We all go through. We all have this warning, can't avoid me. There's no avoiding suffering, but we do have the ability to patiently endure our struggles until they pass. Remember David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> David said, I'm going to walk through this thing. I'm not going to do like some of y'all and take a tent and pitch it and say, oh, here I am. No, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You, you have to get to the point where you, you know that we do have this ability to patiently endure our struggles until they passed. And now, O oh Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Anybody hope in the Lord? <laughs> Waiting is easy when we know God will support us. Listen to that one. I said waiting is easy when you know God is there to support you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, those acts, and especially when you go to these big circuses like Ringling Brothers, I don't know if these, I ain't trying to throw shade on these around here, but, but these big circuses where they have the high wire act. Now, you know that this is serious when they're walking and that wire is five and ten stories high and you see them one foot in front of another one thing you you will never see them do is look down <laughs> why is it you at that time sir don't want to look down you want to lift up your eyes to the hills from whence your help comes from i'm walking lord i'm trusting in you And you know what gives them the confidence? Also, there's what they call a safety net, just in case. See, that's what God is. He has this safety net, so that's why we know that we will be supported by him. Now, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but one slow to anger calms strife. In Proverbs 15 and 18, during conflict, Patience helps us to better manage how we communicate with one another. Somebody ought to say, thank God, thank God. for patience. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, especially those that work real close with me know that there's, a, there's times where I can lose my patience. There's somebody say, I can tell when pastor 
First thing he did, that eyebrow go up. Well, he'll have this certain look. I'm trying to tell you we all need patience because if we don't exercise patience during conflict, we won't get along with nobody. But patience helps us to get along and to manage how people are putting us through some stuff. We can better manage how we communicate with one another. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. Patience reflects humility. Listen to me. Patience will cause you to humble yourself and be in a state of humility in the midst of a storm. In the midst of people that don't mean you no good. But because God has given you patience, you're allowing patience to have her perfect work in your life. Your patience will then reflect humility, while a proud spirit reflects arrogance. You saw those people who were having you. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Woo! I know it's times you said, if I could just lay that, don't say it. Because if you could pick up the Holy Ghost and put it on like a garment when you want it and take it off when you don't want it, then I question if you have the Holy Ghost. Uh, I, I say this in this house, and y'all know what I'm about to say. The question I, on the floor is not this, that you have the Holy Ghost. is does the Holy Ghost have you? Because, see, when the Holy Ghost has you, you know what it could do? It could cause you when you were about to say, I'm about to not and your hand won't be able to move. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes, I do. Hey, ah, Robo Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'll never forget, we were in Germany, and we had finally got quarters off the concern. That means off the base. So we were living in the German economy, and our daughter at the time, Nikisha, uh, she had to uh, go to school. And, and I think that's where it occurred. And they used to give her a lot of flack I guess because of how we had her dressed. We, she wasn't dressed like everybody else. And they would make fun of her. And she came home running, Daddy, Daddy, guess what? I said, no what, baby? She said, you know, they was picking on me on the bus, and this boy, he went to hit me, and Daddy, he just stood there. I'm telling you, hold your peace, and God will fight your battle. That's when you will have victory in your situation the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace Exodus 14 and 14 but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you Matthew 6 and 33 God is aware of our hearts desire anybody believe that he knows what your hearts desiring he seeks to give us things that please him Though we have to wait to receive it. See, that's the problem. You, you got to learn to wait. You got to learn to be patient. And we only receive by first aligning ourselves with God. So if you're wondering maybe why it hadn't happened, then ask yourself the question, am I aligning myself with God? Am I one with God? Am I plugged into the power source? Because these things... 
only can happen. We can only receive those things by first aligning ourselves with God and understanding the process is directly linked to the season of? <laughs> All right, y'all with me then. Salvation also comes with the experience of death after living a faithful life. We must wait for our heavenly experience, or in other words, our reward. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. 1 Peter 5 and 10. Time functions differently for God. And for us, what we consider a long period of time, God may consider a short. Hello, a thousand years is as one day, and one day is as a thousand years. However, he does understand our sorrow and will support us if we patiently and consistently seek him. These things have I spoken to you that in me ye may have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of cheer. I have overcome the world, John 16 and 33. Jesus told his disciples then, and he continues and informs believers today through the scripture. In life, we will face difficulties. What will we face? We cannot choose a life free of conflict, heartache, hardship, Though we don't have a choice in whether or not life includes suffering, Jesus encourages a positive mindset. He says he overcame the world, creating a reality for believers who will strive for this peace. And though the peace in life is temporary, the peace in heaven is eternal. As scripture has informed us, Peace is a part of patient mindset. Those who can suffer while waiting on the Lord and trusting in him will have lives that do not dramatically shift in the presence of tribulation. Instead, their good and bad seasons of life will not be so dramatically different because faith keeps them steady. Somebody say, I got to get rooted and grounded. Patience allows Christians to experience rough seasons without doubting God. Don't you know now that God is able to do anything but fail? Don't you know that there's nothing too hard for the Lord? Patience allows Christians to experience, again, these rough seasons in life. Right now, some of us are going through some health issues. Some of us, even some emotional and mental challenges. Some of us are dealing with spiritual bondage. Oh, I, it got quiet in this apostolic tongue-talking church. Yeah. I'm trying to say to you, we've got to get to the place that in the good times as well as the bad times, in the good seasons as well as the bad seasons, we cannot afford to doubt God. Yeah. Patience allows Christians to trust God without allowing sin in their lives to ease suffering. What am I saying? You know, sometimes uh, even Christians, when life, the uh, pressures of life come upon them, they revert back to things that would make 
it easy for them. I'm just going to take this one joint. Oh, y'all must have been saved all your life. I'm just going to take this one cool one. Nobody knows. The, you know, the ease what I'm going through. But not so for the genuine Christian. Mm-mm. There's nothing that we're going to allow to come into our life to ease our suffering. And most importantly, patience allows us to live a life like that of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. So as I'm preparing to close, the next time we face difficult circumstances and cry out like the psalmist, we can remember that they too trusted in God. They knew his deliverance was surety and will come with time. All they had to do and all we have to do is wait. The season of patience. I know somebody said this, some juncture in your walk with God. And I double dog dare you to look back and try to remember, when did I say that? Did this sound familiar? Man, I wish I had the patience of. Talk back to me. I wish I had the patience of. <laughs> now that you asked for it <laughs> and now that it's coming your way hot and heavy <laughs> is that still your request I said that to say that the patience of Job required much suffering the, the patience of Job required many tearful nights uh, the suffering that he dealt with in the midst of it all it was his season of patience that at the end of it see we, we, we revel in and we delight in we praise God we shout that man Job got double for his trouble see if you had it your way you get double for not doing anything not going through one thing having a test but no money with it i'm saying brothers and sisters guests and or visitors the season of patience is upon us how will you handle it with every head bowed and all eyes closed eternal god once again we recognize that we need patience in our daily lives we need, Lord, the patience that, Lord, you can equip us with if we would only allow you. If we only allow you to have your perfect work in us performed through the tool called patience. Now, Lord, there are people that are under the sound of my voice, whether it be in person-to-person -person services or going across through the media land. It is our prayer today, God, that the season of patience that they find themselves in, they realize, oh God, that it comes with an expiration. There is a reward at the end of it. But are we willing, God, to go through our go-through? The altars are open right now. I don't know who you are. I don't know what drove you here today. But if you desire to come down to the altar, 
Uh, we will pray with you. We will believe God with you. But one thing we won't do, we won't pray for you. We'll pray with you. Because you, sir, you, ma'am, have to open your mouth. You have to articulate to God what is there today. Thank you, Father, I gotta give you thanks because Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive, and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.